Univar Solutions, family, partners, and friends. How's everyone holding up these days? We are officially dead smack in the middle of the dog days of summer, and it got me thinking, why do they call it the dog days? Why not some other animal? Well, I'm glad that you asked. The concept dates back to the Greek and Roman times. Originally, the days ran through July 24th through August 24th, and it was thought that this was an evil time when the seas would boil, wine would turn sour, and dogs would go angrily mad. Additionally, the connection to canine refers to the dog star Sirius in the constellation Canis Major, or Large Dog. The brightest star in the northern hemisphere is seen to rise just before the sun. In truth, the dog is a good metaphor for heat and humidity. Our friend, the dog, does not come with a huge supply of sweat glands. The main mechanism for canine temperature control is the very visible panting we observe in our pets. You can't just make this type of knowledge up. Anyway, this is Andy Erickson, your host to the chemical industry's number one trending podcast, Smart Acid, and I'm here at the heartbreaker Chris Ernst, who may not be our whole lives, but he makes our lives whole. Heartbreaker, man. How are you holding up these days? Hey, Andy. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing all right. Thanks, buddy. You staying cool during these dog days of summer? I'm doing my best. Hmm. Well, you look cool, buddy. You look cool. Well, Heartbreaker, we have a great show for our listeners today. We're bringing in two extremely passionate individuals to talk about our social responsibility as it pertains to sustainability and ESG. I look forward to hearing what Lulu Liam and Triple G have to say. What do you say we get at it? All right, our next guest in the studio is a rather handsome chap. He's always dressed to the nines and looking rather damper. That's why those in the field of sustainability know him as Lulu Liam McCarroll, who is a director of our global sustainability, known in the mean streets of Northern Ireland as a Gordy, or a Geordie, Gordy, you'll have to explain that to us, but currently is doing six months here in the U.S., residing in Texas. Liam, man, welcome to the Smart Acid Podcast. How are you holding up these days? As well as can be, Andy, but I've got to uh, make one correction just on the sort of national pride that it's Geordie, and it's Northern England, so that's fine, but uh, I, I've been mistaken for worse. I imagine we all have. All right, beautiful. Before we get into this world of sustainability, you want to play a little short game with the Heartbreaker and I? I would love to, Andy, please. All right, this is a game that we call Do You Know Your Liams? We will describe a Liam, and you just need to tell us who that is. It's pretty straightforward. You ready? Ready as can be. This here is a softball out of the gates. Born in 1972, this Liam went on to stardom with what the Smart Acids team declares their best hit, Don't Look Back in Anger, a song that far exceeds Wonderwall. Would have to be Liam Gallagher. All right. Very well done. All right, our second Liam. Born in 1993, this Liam took the world by storm with his childhood good looks. His debut came on British television series The X Factor. Oh, yeah, I think I need to phone a friend on this one. It's a boy band. Liam Payne? Oh, right. Yeah, see, my my music expertise finishes in like the 1980s. We know you're going to lose some street cred if you knew that one. All right, born in 1990. This Liam was engaged to the Wrecking Ball, a.k.a. Party in the USA, whose heart will always be owned by Katniss Everdeen. I feel like these are the most cryptic clues I could imagine. All right, there's only one more I've got in mind, and it's not him. 
It's Liam starts with an H and ends in Emsworth. Liam Hemsworth. Oh, Hemsworth. How could you not get that one? Anyhow. All right, our, our final Liam question. Born in 1952, this Liam not only was a Jedi Knight, but he was ranked by Empire Magazine as one of the 100 sexiest stars in film history and one of the top 100 movie stars of all time. I don't think the guy I've got in mind is old enough to have been born then. In fact, I'm quite certain he's not. Taken. He also is in the movie Taken. Yes, that's who I was going for, Liam Neeson. But I did not think he was that old. Fantastic. And he's, I thought you were going, I thought when you started the last one about being one of the most handsome guys, well, that's got to be Liam Neeson. Anyhow. Well, let's just hope you know more about sustainability than you do your Liam's, all right? So let's, 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 get, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> We, we can we can only hope. Okay, Liam, to to get us started here, if you could maybe give us a, an overview around kind of the key pillars in your opinion around sustainability ESG at a broad level. Yeah, sure, Chris. And I think it is important that we touch on this because ultimately everything comes back to the why and the what. We understand why it's important, but but really, what are we focused on? Regardless if it's universal solutions, if it's a customer, if it's an investor, we all kind of work towards this common framework of ES and G. So the, the environmental sustainability, looking at emissions, resource use, social responsibility. You know, how do we keep our people safe, work with our communities, progress, diversity, equity and inclusion. And, and then governance, really bringing it all back together, tying it all into a space where we remain accountable. One good thing about all working towards that same framework is we all have the same objectives in mind, no matter no matter where we're coming from in the industry. And that really helps us understand how we can best support customers and suppliers on the journey. Let's look back a little bit. Please tell us a little bit about Univar Solutions' history around sustainability efforts and kind of include, you know, a brief self-induction of yourself and your role. It goes back before my time at Univar Solutions. Uh, we, we go back to 2008. Um, we're now a former... Vice President of Environmental Health Safety with our current uh, president and CEO, David Dukes, put together our first sustainability report. You know, so this is going back, uh, what are we on, 14 years now. It's quite some time and, and really an early mover within chemical distribution. And then we fast forward to 2017. And that's where, uh, you know, we had the first dedicated sustainability role when I joined the business. And, uh, and that's where we really got started in bringing this from what was and the globe, uh, sorry, a regional program to a you know a global strategy that we have now, and uh, really taken a significantly greater place within our business and a more prominent spot as we've developed out not just what's the right thing to do, but what's valuable for the business. And uh, I think it's a, been a fantastic journey to be on. But just just to speak to my role as the global director of sustainability, what we what I and my team do is really bring sustainability journey together progressing action on climate change on resource use waste reduction water reduction to supporting our commercial team on supply chain sustainability so understanding the performance of our supply chain how do we uh, work beyond our own gates to get to a point where we're bringing our suppliers on the journey with us and putting out our annual sustainability reporting right so not just doing the work but but monitoring measuring where we are and keeping ourselves accountable through solid reporting. So that's, that's a lot of what the role entails. It's an exciting place to be. Yeah, great, great stuff, Liam. And thanks for joining us today for sure. So let, let's build upon that. Let's talk a little present state today. You talked a little bit about our history. 
know, where's Univar Solutions now in terms of that sustainability efforts and focus? And you know, maybe compare, contrast that, talk a little bit around the overall industry. What I would say is, you know, we've come from a place of, of having those 20, uh, 17 to 2021 20, goals. We met them. We have to kind of close that chapter off and, and starting up the goals to 2025 was really much more ambitious and challenging next step of our journey. So what we've done there in the first year has really yielded some quite good results. We're making good progress against those goals in the first full year that we've had against them. And we've communicated that outwards, especially on emissions reduction uh, and waste reduction. You know, really, really fantastic start there. I look forward to communicating more because, like I said, this is about being accountable, about continuously having and sharing our journey and uh, look forward to continuing to do that. But as we look around us and how do we compare the industry, you know, we have some of the most ambitious targets out there. I think we should we should be proud as an organization. And we've got to recognize that we also have a pretty unique role to play. It's a universe solutions. Whilst we might serve customers, you know, in a similar way, we have different operations. And actually, the large fleet that we have, the, the significant number of operations that we have, uh, I think, really lends itself to enabling us to have a bigger impact than some of the other competitors in our industry, whereby you know we have more control over these things. We're able to impact our fleet. We're able to make changes on our site because we we own that. We own the last mile. For me, that's a really powerful thing for us. You know, we can look at the numbers, and you know, we we do quite well in that area as well. I think that we do have a unique place within the industry to to outperform and and then deliver additional value to some of our editors. All right, looking forward a little bit, Liam. From a global industry perspective, what are the biggest challenges that we believe lie ahead? I think it really boils down to embedding sustainability into the business that we already have. And we can say that, but I think achieving that across the organization is, is a huge challenge because what do we do? We already support customers to get the products and services they need on time with great quality. We have to continue doing that, but it's building sustainability into every part of that from the, the beginning to the end of the customer experience. Now, that means meeting customer needs on sustainability as they grow, but it really comes down to collaboration. Now, I don't think that's an area that we are not doing a great job on now, but as demands change, as this becomes a bigger picture uh, and expectations shift, we have to be ready as an organization to meet the needs of our suppliers, of our customers. And that's, that is a challenge. So we have to be listening to our customers, listening to our suppliers and saying, well, what, are, what do they need from us? We have a part to play in supporting customers to reduce their emissions to net zero as well. We're not the only ones out there with this target, but we are one of the only ones who want to come out here and support our customers and suppliers on their respective journeys. Collaboration is what it comes down to. Right, so making sure we're embedding some of the intricacies of sustainability into what is really fundamental to day in, day out operations, serving customers and, and meeting their needs. All right, Liam, uh, from here, we'd like your aha moment. So if there was one takeaway you'd like our listeners to leave this conversation with, what would that be? I could go on for hours and I probably will, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it for a few minutes. And uh, I'd say the, the aha really is is cutting through it proverbially to say that it's not about window dressing it's not about greenwashing and that's not my interest that's not the business's interest but it's a risk and other companies fall foul of it right we we need to avoid that and so the real learning and the real aha is that we have to approach this in a way that de delivers environmental sustainability social responsibility good governance you know the whole esg package we have to deliver that in a way that 
enables our business to do well by doing good. Appreciate it, Liam. Thanks for participating and uh, really appreciate the insight. All right, back in the studio once again is no stranger to the Smart Assets pod. For those of our loyal listeners, you will know our next guest very well, albeit she's bouncing to a different tune these days. Historically known as the Triple G, the glamour girl Gilroy from her beauty and personal care days, Kelly has recently taken on new responsibility and is now the VP of Sustainability and Natural Products. All this said, she is still the Triple G. However, now it just stands for the Granola Girl Gilroy. Triple G. What's happening these days? Uh, thanks for keeping the triple G, Andy. I love it. Granola. That's that's fantastic. Thanks. I'm doing well. Sustainability means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. How would you describe what it means? Yeah, that's, that's a really big question. Thanks for opening with that one. And uh, I guess the, the one word I'd start with is, you know, efficiency and in a really wide context. So think people, planet, and profits. This is no longer linear, right? You're hearing a lot about the circular economy. What does that mean? It means, you know, we've got to move from a take, make, and waste society to things like repair, reuse, reintegrate, or the most common, reduce, reuse, recycle. And it's really exciting because in my new role, I am dedicated to helping our customers on their sustainability. And when you think of distribution, we're, we're by nature a sustainable business, right? We take large quantities of materials. We make them available for 100,000 plus customers. So I'm really excited to be working with customers and working with customers across Universe Solutions, who's really dedicated resources to making sure we all get this right. Where do we start with all of this? In my new role, my my first big project is finding a way to take sustainability down to the product level. Okay, Univar Solutions, people come to us for product services formulation. So when a customer asks, what do you have that's sustainable and natural? We want to make it really easy to answer that question. We want it to be on our website, right? So you can go search. And so what we've developed is a framework. Right now, it's six characteristics because this is emerging space. So eventually, there may be seven, there may be eight. But we need a framework so that we can translate our suppliers' sustainability characteristics to our customers, right? And every supplier has their own way of showing sustainability, right? So we want to make sure we're an extension of our suppliers' technical and marketing teams, right? We want to make sure that translation to sustainable products is crystal clear. And that's been a really big project and a really fun project um, because I'm out socializing these characteristics with our suppliers, with our customers. And the good news, everyone is saying, hey, hurry up. When are you going to have this available? So that's the big first project. How are industries like ours working to make progress on these areas? Oh, there's that's that's another great and big question. Thank you. I mean, when you think about our industry, think chemicals. I mean, we're working on huge challenges like resource scarcity, climate change. You, you name it, we are we are all working in this together. And, and there's um, the Paris Agreement, which is a climate goal to limit global warming to well below two degrees, ideally one and a half degrees Celsius compared to where we were pre-industrial levels. So you'll, you'll hear a lot of um, how can we reduce our carbon footprint? Um, and and Univar Solutions, we're already working with customers to take and rail, for instance, package and to deliver many products to customers where we can we can reduce carbon to you know 70 80 percent 
we're also looking at zero waste and, and pollution. So ideally, we're going to design um, new products, um, new processes so that we don't add waste or pollution. Um, we're going to work on circulating products for as long as possible and at the highest value. And of course, um, we're always doing our part to regenerate nature. So we at Univar Solutions have very ambitious targets to do our part in achieving these, um, solving these big challenges. And, and what we're doing is working really closely with our customers and, of course, our suppliers to support them on their sustainability journeys. I know. Reducing temperatures seems rather easy to me. Why don't we just jump from Fahrenheit to Celsius and that cut in half pretty quickly? Anyway, talking specifically about Univar Solutions, what kind of partners are we building with our suppliers and customers and what represents some of the best practices? Yeah, there's, um, I, I would say I talked a little bit about it, but this notion of reducing carbon emissions um, within our supply chain. So the really fun part about sustainability is, you know, we really have to look at the whole value chain because um, let's talk technical. I'm sure you talked to Liam and you're talking, you know, greenhouse gas emissions. You'll hear scope one, scope two, scope three. And why is that important? It's because we're all connected. So as Liam probably talked about, our scope one and two emissions become our customers' scope three emissions. So it's really important to our customers that we're doing our part to reduce our emissions. Same thing on our supplier side, right? Our supplier scope one and two emissions become Univar Solutions scope threes, right? So we're all in this together. So we have to understand what each of us is doing. We each have to have you know, a 2025 goal, a 2030 goal, a 2050 goal. Those are way out there. So it's really important that we have open, trusting relationships where we can talk about these, these new big challenges we have. I mean, the chemical industry, we use a lot of energy, right? So that's, that's, that's a very important topic. On the good side, we have a lot of innovation. Like we've been innovating. That's that's the fun part about our industry. So the innovation is turning to things that are going to um, help us with renewable energy, help us with um, new sustainable and natural products, right? We've got to meet this new demand from sustainability, not only consumers and our customers that are really changing the game. And, and for us to all be in this together, best practices are about having a sustainability report, right? That's a, that's ours is 80 pages. It's, it's a really great representation of what we do today and what we're planning to do in the future. And what we all have to, if we all have our sustainability report, or at least the ability to share what our plans are, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can all work together and, and really meet that big, hairy, audacious goal. I guess uh, sustainability is definitely what we used to call a BHAG, but I guess I'm dating myself with that. All right, Kelly. So with so much going on and so many big challenges in front of us, distill this down for our audience. What is one takeaway you'd like them to have from this conversation? Okay. Well, how about, you know, sustainability is really the organizing logic for the 21st century business model. Uh, we're all in this together. I, I talked about our, our greenhouse gas emissions, but um, think about when, when somebody is lowering their scope one and scopes twos, that's, that's flowing through the chain, right? When someone can design a new product to have zero waste, and return it right back. So when we use um, like our ChemCare or on-site services business to take the materials that are already in the system and extend their life and get somebody else to reuse them, 
um, that's the way we all win. And it's, all, it's about people, planet, and profit. So um, sustainability, is, it's not a trend. It's how we're going to do business together. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate the insight. Appreciate your time this morning, for sure. And thanks for driving this for the industry for us. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, everybody, that's a wrap for our latest podcast. We appreciate all of our guests. I'd like to thank them for their time and their insight. To our listeners, thanks for joining us, and we hope you come back again for the next episode. Hope everybody's making it through the dog days of summer without your wine souring. Stay cool, stay safe, stay healthy, and see you next time. Smart Acids. Breaking things down for the chemicals and specialty ingredients market, one born at a time. Smart Acids is part of the Univar Solutions Podcast Network.